0: I on 2020 episode 216 Have 2020 vision with ION 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of Ion 2020. Thank you for joining me for another date in the life of the 2020 election, making sure that you're well-informed and up to speed on all the things that are going on, uh, so that you can have conversations with your friends and stuff. And that's all always what I'm trying to do is find some great articles for you. Uh, that's what I found for you, man. I've been, I've been wrong. I have literally been wrong and, 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 um, I want to admit it. I want to admit it right now. Um, sorry about my voice by the way. Um, as you guys know, if you listen to the show the last couple of days, I'm coming down with a little bit of a flu or something. I've it's full in full effect now, and uh, here I am though. I'm powering through it. Take take my medicine and power through. It. That's what my wife always says, and uh, that's what I'm doing. So uh, here I am. But yeah, I've been wrong. Um, I've always said this since I know, since probably about March. I, once I started realize, realizing the dynamics of the election, right? Once I started realizing the dynamics of Donald Trump and the Democrats, and the polarization that's going on in the United States and stuff, I was like, man, I think that this is not going to be a third-party race. I think that people are going to frown on third parties because of the divisiveness. Like, the people that love Donald Trump, that 32 to 35% of deplorables or whatever, they uh, love Donald Trump, they're not going to go anywhere, no matter what he does, no matter what they're not going anywhere. And so they're going to vote for them. And then you have I was thinking 50% of people I don't maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's like 40% of people, 30% of people are going to vote democrat because I found a poll that was done by Rasmussen and they were saying that and this is what the article says it says surprising number of voters considering voting third party in the 2020 election. And I was like, well, I guess I'm wrong then. If they're doing these polls, and I don't know if polls are always accurate by any means, but it just tells the dynamics of where people are at in some way. And you guys know this, right? I did did an episode about this a a long time ago where about, I don't know, I think 15% of people are registered Democrats. 15% of people in America that are of voting age are registered Republicans. And then it's like the other... Everyone in the middle is either unregistered or, you know, somewhere in the independent spectrum, right? And most people that are voting in like a primary, nine times out of ten, are going to be voting for a Republican or a Democrat. Um, If they're a Republican, they're going to vote that way. If they're a Democrat, they're going to vote that way. If they're an independent, most of the time they probably just stay home, right? So you have a small percentage of people that are making the decisions on who's going to be the candidate for their party and then you end up having the two parties you have the Republicans and the Democrats maybe 30% of people in America voted in total if that even right i've heard it was more like 20% of people actually vote in primaries and when you get to the later primaries less people vote anyway because they've already chosen their nominee right so you have even less people it's like the the first 30 states that vote kind of decide these things sometimes so you have such a few amount of people that decide who's going to be the leader of the Republicans and who's going to be the leader of the Democrats. And then at that point, you end up with uh, a situation where you have two terrible candidates, two people who are the lesser of the evils on the stage in their, you know, in their respective uh, debates. You have two people that nobody really likes, but the two-party system is set up in a way, and I mean, our politics are set up in a way that you end up with two crappy candidates, and everybody goes and they hold their nose. They hold their nose for the lesser of the two evils, and you get sixty percent of people that actually that are voting age to actually get out there and vote. So, in this particular article, that's what I wanted to talk about today. It says it just says a surprising number of voters considering voting third party in twenty twenty, and I thought you know in my infinite wisdom i thought that um that that would be wrong i didn't think that this would be a third party race but maybe libertarians do have a chance maybe green party does have a chance maybe these other parties do have chances maybe libertarians can get some of these people that are willing to vote third party on board with them and get them to come over and vote but then again you're going to have 65 million people or whatever vote for the Democrat. Right around that, 60 to 65 million. You're going to have about 60 to 65 million people vote for the Republican. Because the thing is, is this. Here's the two sides of the coin. The Democrats are running against Donald Trump. Democrats don't like Donald Trump, so they're going to vote for Donald Trump no matter what, right? Or they're going to vote for whoever the Democratic nominee is no matter what. Whether it's Joe Biden... Or on the very far side of the spectrum, it's um, Bernie Sanders, right? So they're going to vote for whoever is running against Donald Trump. And the people that are Trump followers and Republicans, they're going to vote for Donald Trump because they're voting against whoever is the Democrat because they're scared of the socialist policies that that they're pursuing. And then you have the people in the middle. And I think, to be honest with you, You might really hate Donald Trump. You might despise what he does. But do you really want somebody like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to be leading this country? Like a lot of people are going to take that into account when they're going to the polls on voting day. Especially if the Democrats nominate somebody like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or somebody on that far left spectrum. You're gonna have people that are going to the polls to vote against that person because they're terrified of a socialist views. Like there's a lot of there's there's a lot of spending that these people want to do, and it's, it'll bankrupt the country. It'll make it so that your kids have less quality of life than than we have had, because the government sucks up all of the revenue that's coming in, all of the profits that are coming in, all of your income that's coming in, because they're looking to double and triple the income tax. They're making, they're trying to make the government a, a nanny state that covers you from cradle to grave. Most people don't want that. I don't think. I mean, there are polls that have been done that says like 60% of people are okay with socialism or something, but do they really know what socialism is? Or when they say socialism, do they explain Kind of like what Warren and Bernie Sanders want. I don't know. I mean, that, those are polls that, that could be very vague questions in the first place. But the article says that, you know, a surprising number of people are willing to vote third party. So let's get into the article really fast. And uh, like I said, I was wrong. I admit it. I was wrong. It's not going to be only the Republicans and Democrats this term. It's going to be There is a possibility for third parties as well. And listen to this. According to Rasmussen Poll, more than a third of voters say they are likely to consider a third option besides President Donald Trump and the eventual Democratic nominee in the 2020 presidential election. Rasmussen asks likely U.S. voters, How likely is it that you will vote for someone other than President Trump or the Democratic presidential nominee in next year's election? Very likely, somewhat likely, not very likely at all. Or not at all likely. A whopping 38% of likely voters said they are likely to vote for a third option. More than a fifth, 22%, describe themselves as very likely to do so. Is that amazing? 22% of people are very likely to vote for someone other than a Democrat or the Republican. That's pretty impressive. While Democrats consistently insist that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote... In the 2016 presidential election, they do not often mention the fact that Clinton did not win the majority of votes. She won 65.8 million votes, 40, or 48.2%, to Trump's 63 million votes, or 46%. Trump won the majority of states in electoral votes, which determines the presidency. Neither Clinton nor Trump won the majority because 5.7% of Americans voted for third-party candidates. That's the highest that it's ever been. Gary Johnson took 4.5 million votes, or 3 per, 3.3%. While Green Party candidate Jill Stein took 1.5 million votes. The Never Trump candidate Evan McMullen took 372,000 votes. Or excuse me, 732,000 votes. My dys- dyslexia right there. While the Constitution Party candidate Daryl Darry- Castle won 203,000 votes. Senator Bernie Sanders even got 111,000 votes. So those people that are voting outside, is that amazing? 5.7% of Americans voted for a third-party candidate. If we could just continue to raise that up, if you can get that up to 20%, 25%, 30%, then you will have a shot to be second place and maybe even first place at some point. If you get 38% of the vote and they can only get 30, 34, 35% of the vote, boom. Is that how it works? Because you don't have to have a majority of votes in order to win, right? Obviously, that's the case. You just have to have the electoral college votes. So I think that's a very strong point. But yeah, so I was wrong and I admit it. That's all I got to say. Like if there's a way for us to really, like the libertarians to run somebody who has, mass appeal yet sticks to the platform and sticks to the the ideals of libertarian philosophy and is a great communicator that doesn't just lose people right at the end because they're having aleppo moments and stuff then yes i think that we will be in a good position to get a lot of votes again i don't know if we'll get as many as before but i mean think about this donald trump everyone hates not everyone but you know A lot of people hate Donald Trump, right? You got Elizabeth Warren, who possibly is going to be the likely nominee. Who knows? I still think it could be Pete Buttigieg. And then if, um, I I don't think it'll be Bernie Sanders or anything like that, or, you know, Joe Biden, possibly, who knows? I think that he's falling and he's losing a lot of money as well. So, I mean, let's picture it's Elizabeth Warren versus Pete Buttigieg in the end. Those are the last two standing, right? They'll probably go with a safer choice of Pete Buttigieg in that sense. Um, And then it comes down to the superdelegates and things like that. I think the Democrats have it kind of rigged in some way where even if you win the most of the states, there's like half of the people are super delegates that are actually put there in place by the Democratic National Committee. So they have their vote. So if every single person, every single state votes for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, but the Democratic National Committee still wants Pete Buttigieg or whoever their person is to be the nominee. That person will be the nominee no matter what. So there's no there there's um unless there was like some outcry of demand or something like that. I know that the Republicans even changed their policies back in 2012 because of um because of Ron Paul, where they changed some stuff around to make it harder for the people to elect who's going to be the next nominee or the represent Republicans and the Democrats did that as well a long time ago where it's almost impossible for the people to nominate who's going to be that who's going to represent their party in the first place. So uh, they will get who they want and then we'll see who it is. But I mean, it, it could be Joe Biden. They might just say, Hey, you know what? He's the safest choice. He's the one that's most likely to beat Donald Trump. So that's who we're putting up. It might be Pete Buttigieg. If he could put together a good case for himself, It could be Elizabeth Warren, too. Who knows? But imagine that. You got Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren running against each other. People are terrified of Elizabeth Warren. People are, like, fed up with Donald Trump because of all the... I mean, just the chaos ensues with everything that he does. I mean, I get burnt out on it sometimes, too, you know? And I don't even pay attention to that stuff. But all you hear all day, every single day, is just the beat up on Trump and everything he does is you know, it's just reactionary is what it comes down to. And, uh, people like, people like certainty. They like to not wake up and re- and think that something crazy is happening, you know? And, uh, every single day, that's what you have right now. So I think that a lot of people get worn out on that. I think that they do, even though it doesn't really affect their lives. A lot of times, most of that stuff has no effect on their lives whatsoever. They just get, they just get exhausted by all the way that the press is framing everything and stuff so you got Donald Trump who you know 33% of people are going to vote for him no matter what just because they love the guy and, and you know he, can't, he can do no evil and then you got Elizabeth Warren who has some pretty radical socialist views way outside the box and then you have a good solid libertarian candidate and a couple of other you know solid candidates from like the Green Party and a few of these other ones Um, if they can, if the third parties can kind of like unite around one person, which I don't think they will, but I mean, if there was that case, then yeah, you might have that possibility. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see though. It really will. Um, but I was wrong. So that's all I got on that. Hey guys, the next thing I want to do is there is a gentleman that, his name is Drew drew mertens i believe is how you pronounce it and he had left me a voicemail so i'm gonna go ahead and play that voicemail then i'm gonna respond to it uh i i i I love it when people send me voice messages you can do that at anchor.fm slash ion 2020 and if you want to i i could play that on the show as well i'm gonna go ahead and play his he didn't say anything different but he does mention his podcast as well so i'll give him the credit on that and then um i'm gonna go and respond to him hey bro this is drew mertens i'm the host of uh presidential hopefuls a podcast about folks running for president and uh saw your podcast thought maybe i'd uh, message you ask you what you thought about the possibility of Dwayne johnson jumping into the race i know that that's kind of been thrown around kind of like a joke but i mean we all remember what happened with donald trump right so i was just wondering if you thought that was a possibility also props to you uh, uh shouting out to pete Buttigieg. i agree with you i think he's probably uh Probably going to creep up in the polls. Maybe when Iowa, in my opinion, Iowa, New Hampshire is going to go to Buttigieg. You can see that in episode three of my podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you could just uh, talk about that a little bit. Thanks. Hey, what's up, Drew? Thank you for sending me that voicemail. Um, a few things about Dwayne The Rock Johnson running for president. I've thought about this because, uh, I mean, you, make, you, get, you bring up a good point. People have been floating that idea out there. And he even showed it. Like, he showed up on a couple of the betting odds polls. I don't know if, or not betting odds polls, but betting odds sites where Vegas will see who's going to be the next president, and people will put their money where their mouth is, right? And who's going to be the next president? Who's going to be the Republican nominee? Who's going to be the Democrat nominee? And he showed up on the Republican side. So I imagine he would run as a Republican if he was going to run. I don't think he'd run as a Democrat if he was going to run. But if he did run as a Democrat, he could probably jump in and get the number of people that would need to um, donate to his campaign in order to get on to the next debate stage. But in order to get the Democratic nomination, you have to get on that debate stage, I think. I don't think there's a path for anybody that's not on that debate stage right now. Because that's where the media is going to be focused at. So the media is kind of choosing who the nominee is going to be based upon that. Then you have uh, so if he was able to get on that debate stage, then possibly. But I don't think he's going to run as a Democrat. I don't think so. So if he decided to run as a Republican, that's his other path that he can go down. And the thing about that is a few of the states have already decided not to have a Republican primary. I think think there's like five or six states that have already decided to do that. South Carolina, I know for a fact, is one of them. So they're not going to have a Republican primary at all. So that automatically puts Donald Trump as the nominee for the Republicans in those states. Are the other ones going to have that? Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you look at the approval rating of Donald Trump for Republicans, it's like 85, 90 percent or something like that. So I don't think that if he I think that if he decided to run as a Republican, as long as Donald Trump's in the race, he's not going to have a chance at all. The next plan would be Donald Trump gets kicked out of office or he resigns. And God knows the Democrats are really pushing for that right now, right? So they are pushing for this impeachment inquiry. They're pushing for impeachment. It goes to the Senate, and by some miracle, a Republican Senate decides to uh, boot Donald Trump out of office. Then you have a president, Mike Pence, and he will obviously be the next step for the Republicans. And, you know, those states that have already decided not to have primaries, they're going to go Mike Pence all the way. But then you have other people that, are, that have jumped into the race as well. William Weld, who was the vice presidential nominee for the uh, Libertarian Party last time in 2016. And I think there's a few others as well. I, think the, I can't remember the name of the governor, but he was the governor of South Carolina way back when. He was also a congressman um, for South Carolina. He's in it as well. But these are people that don't have a lot of name recognition nationwide, whereas Dwayne The Rock Johnson does, I guess. Um, and I know that guy's like that guy's a beast, like completely and utterly just, you know, lives a life where it's like dedication to his work and stuff. So probably might be a good president, who knows, but, uh, I just don't see a path for him running as a Republican because there's just not like, he doesn't have the experience, but experience doesn't matter. Obviously we saw that with, um, Barack Obama. We saw that with Donald Trump as well. Like experience doesn't, isn't the key to getting, getting into the nomination, I guess, for your, for your party. But anyway, so I don't see it happening as a Republican though. And he would have to get in pretty soon if that was the case as well, because you also have to get on the ballots in those states. And I think they close those, those ballots off around, I don't know, mid-November or so. That's what I was saying about Hillary Clinton as well. Like at some point she has to say, I'm getting in because if not, her name won't even be on the ballots in those states when they're doing their primaries. And there is a cutoff point where the states will not accept new people on the ballots because they got to print them out. So there is a cutoff time. I don't know exactly when that cutoff sign is, but I think it's somewhere around middle of November or so. So Hillary Clinton, if she's going to get in, she'd have to do it now. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if he was going to get in as a Republican, same thing. And then uh, he could run as a third party. And if he does that, he's going to have until probably about... June or so is when the third parties start having their little conventions, right? I know the the um, Libertarians have their convention. I believe it's the end of June. It might be early June. Um, might even be May. I'm not sure. But I know it's sometime next summer, just before the summer, you're going to have the Libertarians. They're going to have their nomination for who's going to be. And they, what they do is they get together. I think it's down in New Orleans or something. No, I think it's actually in um, in Texas. And they're going to get together and they're going they send delegates to their convention and then they vote on it and stuff um and Dwayne The Rock Johnson I mean if he jumped on right in the begin, right right there like um William Weld became a libertarian I think it was like two days before they did their little vote to see who was going to be the vice presidential candidate for the libertarians so if Dwayne Johnson wanted to become a libertarian two days before and they he got people to embrace him then very possible that he could become the libertarian nominee who knows there are a lot of people that are running from what i've heard uh there's several people that are running so we'll see if that works out for him down that road uh can he go to constitutional party or whatever yeah um that would be great for those third parties if any if he decided to run on any of them because they'd probably get more votes just because of his name recognition just because of his uh celebrity but i don't think that he's gonna run to be honest like that dude does a lot of movies man and, uh, he's, I think he's the, isn't he the highest paid actor in Hollywood? I heard that as well. And he has some self-discipline like you wouldn't believe he'd probably be a great candidate that runs. Like he'd probably have a lot of energy and get trousers riled up and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see a path for him in the Democrat side, Republican side, third party. That's a toss up. Uh, but he has plenty of time. He has, you know, seven months to make that decision as well. So we'll see. But uh, and about Pete Buttigieg, I'm not convinced that he's going to be the nominee, but I think that he has a strong chance. Uh, I don't... I, I think that... This is what I've said from the beginning. I think I said this back in April. He has some really strong people behind him. He has the donors from Barack Obama's campaign. He has the donors from Hillary Clinton's campaign that are backing his campaign. He is a mayor... From South Bend, Indiana, which is not a large city, I think there's a like 100,000 people in South Bend, Indiana. So that dude, though, if you listen to him speak, he has speechwriters behind him, or something that probably were the same speechwriters that Barack Obama has. He has people coaching him that are teaching him to say words the way that he says them in order to convince people that they need to vote for him, like. It's, um I, I forget the term that they use, but it's kind of like hypnotizing words by saying something to the effect of like, now listen closely, now listen closely, this is very important. When people say that stuff like that, that means they're trying to bring you in, reel you in, and, and get you to, and like automatically you start to agree with them because he says, listen closely, this is very important. Like those are hypnotizing words. But he uses a lot of those terms like that, a lot of things like that. So he has people behind him that, I just don't know where, who they are. I'd love to find out. I've done a lot of research on this and I still can't find anything. I just found out. The only thing that I found is that he has the largest bundlers to the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Barack Obama campaign. There's like two or three of them that bundle up money. They get people to come to these like thousand, $2,000, $3,000 dinners or whatever. There's are really max campaign donations. And they get like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people to come to these dinners, and then all that money goes to the campaign. And he has those people raising money for him. So, if that's the case, there's something more to this guy than meets the eye, and that means that he's probably the chosen one among the Democrats. And the thing is, is this. He's a young guy. He looks nice. He looks the part. Very professional. And charismatic and democrats love that they do so we'll see now he is going down the road trying to stay just to the left of joe biden you know it's still trying to seem like a reasonable candidate as well and i think that's going to win for him i do um he kind of stayed out of the fray for a little while and didn't really come out with all of his views like he was kind of kind of trying to stay quiet on the debate stage for the first couple debates but he came out hard last debate. We'll see him come out hard next debate as well. And then at that point, uh, he starts moving away in the polls, but the last debate, I don't see him moving away in the polls. Like he's still around six, seven, eight percent And he had a very good performance during that debate as well, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, he does have a lot of money though. So he's gonna be able to stay in it for the long haul. And that, that's what I think about Pete Buttigieg. Um, being a libertarian, I don't agree with his views whatsoever. So, uh, I can't really go down that path and say that I, I like the guy or anything like that. Uh, but he's well-spoken. I mean, he, talk, he, he, he puts up a good, good argument for his, his points of view, I guess, especially with Democrats who would definitely agree with this guy. So, um, anyway, that's all I got. So, Hey guys, I appreciate everyone that continues to listen to the show daily Monday through Friday. I'll be putting these shows out for you and, uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Facebook and on Twitter by going to just typing in I on the Empire. You'll see me there. Just follow it. If you could also uh, go to the website IonTheEmpire.com, have some good information there with regards to like news articles and things that I find. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that at the website as well, or you can go to anchor.fm slash ion2020. And at that website, you can also send a voicemail or a voice message just like uh, just like I just talked about earlier. So and then if you uh Keep on coming back. You'll have clear vision for 2020.